0: Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. Ready for the word of God today. I am excited to be able to share another message from God's word. It's my privilege. Every week, every time I get to share the word of God it's a privilege and did you know it's a privilege for you to be sitting in here and able to freely receive the word of God who knows it ain't like this everywhere else in the world we have a lot of freedom that we ought to be enjoying and praying that we can keep it in Jesus name right but it is a privilege to both hear and it is a privilege for me to share with you the Word of God. So I'm going to ask one more time. Who is excited for the Word of God this morning? Well, good. Because we're continuing. Can you believe? We're about to be in the latter third of the year 2020. And some of you are like, ha, ha, hallelujah. Right? I don't know. Did anybody see this meme the other day? Uh, it was... Uh, Everybody's gathered around for New Year's Eve, you know, and it said 1159, no, January, I'm sorry, December 31st, 1159, 2020. I said that so wrong. Okay, December 31st, 2020, 1159 p.m., right? And then they're all like, oh, God, finally it's going to be over, right? And then the next scene is December 31st, 2020. 1160 p.m. <laughs> we never could have imagined back in 2019, the end of 2019, when we felt the Holy Spirit say, for the year 2020, I want you to make the theme solid, right? I'm, I'm going to be raising up strong, solid disciples. We never could have imagined That when we began the year 2020, and we talked about those who build their life on the rock of the word of God and on the rock of Jesus Christ, the storms may come. But if we're built on the rock, we'll still be standing, right? We never could have imagined how much a storm we would be facing. We never could have imagined how much we'd be shaking this year. But I am so glad and so proud of all of you because you're here. You're you're standing firm. You're becoming solid, strong disciples of Jesus. And I believe as we round out the rest of the year, we're just going to get stronger and stronger, right? This whole year, we've been learning biblical foundations for strong disciples all year long. We've been learning that, practicing Come on, let's do that again because we're going to start a new series today. Ready? Practicing, God's word makes me strong. practicing God's word makes me strong. Not just hearing God's word, not just knowing God's word, not just liking God's word. Practicing God's word, doing His word, is what makes me strong and able to stand firm. And this is the ninth series of our solid theme, and we're going to start a series of messages today about hope and faith and faith and hope and hope and faith. Come on, say hope and faith, faith Faith and hope, hope. Hope hope and faith, faith and hope. And the title of this series is unseen, unseen. Just before we jump into part one today. Have you ever really wanted something specific to eat? Like just crave something very specific, but you didn't know how to cook it. See, Chandra knows how to cook everything. So if you want anything to eat, just tell her. Have you ever craved something? Have you ever just really wanted something specific but you, you didn't know how to cook it? You didn't know how to make it, right? I, you, you had to go somewhere else for somebody else to make it like Chandra's house so she can make it for you, right? Or to a specific Italian restaurant to make the exact pasta and sauce that you are craving. It's 1145. I'm going to be messing with some people right now, all right? The thing is, We've got to have the right ingredients and the right recipe so that we can use the ingredients correctly, right? First of all, you got to have the right ingredients. But it's not enough just to have the right ingredients. You actually have to know how to use them together to make what you want to make to eat, yes? And this morning, um, I want to talk to you about a very small yet... Huge recipe, small because it's just two ingredients, but huge because what these two ingredients cook, you can't live without. We absolutely can't make it without this. And those two ingredients are faith and hope. Hope and faith. Come on, tell, tell your neighbor, got to pour in a little hope? No, let's, 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 let's change that. Tell your neighbor, you got to pour in a lot of hope. And according to Jesus, just a little bit of faith. Because that will take it where it's got to go. Woo! See, I almost got the recipe wrong. Unseen, part one, today's recipe. This is our dynamic duo. Dynamic duo. Come on, say dynamic duo. I want you to be thinking of some dynamic duels. I'll let you share them here in just a minute. But before before we move on, what I want to do is I want to read one verse. It's just one verse, okay? But because I want it to really, really, really grab a hold of our mind and really sink into our heart, if it's okay with you, we're going to read five translations of the same verse. Is that cool? The good thing is it's in your digital bulletin. And it will be also on the screen, okay? Um, but it's Hebrews 11.1, 1, okay? You might say, well, I've read that verse many times. Have you ever read it in five translations at the same time? Okay, are you ready? Come on, say dynamic duo. Dynamic duo. And as usual, when I pause, you, I want you to say the word loud, okay? Because we're, we're going to really get this today. I'm going to read the first one. First, huh, and then we'll go to the next. This is the King James. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Come on, say unseen. Now, let's try that one again, and when I pause, you say the word, all right? Now faith. is the substance of things hoped hope for, the evidence of things hoped Let's go to the ESV. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things New Living Translation. Ready? Ready? I paused for the whole verse on that one. faith shows the rea- are you noticing that we've only done 3 so far but i don't know how many of you have noticed that faith actually does something it actually it's an action it's not this ethereal philosophical theological intangible ideological thing That you can't feel, that you can't see, that you can't touch. No, faith actually does something. Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. Passion translation. Now, faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen and finally the amplified now faith faith is the assurance title deed confirmation of things hoped for divinely guaranteed and the evidence of things not seen the conviction of their reality faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses Wow come on somebody say Hope and, faith. Hope and faith. faith. Faith and hope. All right. This is hope and this is faith. Ready? Hope. Faith, hope. faith, hope. Faith. Hope. Faith. Hope. faith, Nah. <laughs> faith and hope. Thank you. (laughs) Hope Hope and faith. These two all important parts of our relationship with God and life With God. Are a dynamic duo. They work together. Faith. Is the way. To see. The unseen. Faith. Is the way. To see. That which is unseen. Did you know you can see the unseen. But the only way to see. What's unseen is faith. For hope, listen, hope is invisible, but faith, my brothers and sisters, is visible. Faith is, I'm sorry, hope is invisible, but faith is visible. The New King James and the King James Version says, faith is the substance. Substance is something that you can see, feel, touch, okay? Faith is visible, although hope is invisible, okay? And hope and faith, faith and hope are inseparable. They always work together, a dynamic duo. So now I've given you a little time. Did anybody think of a dynamic duo? Jackie and Chandra. <laughs> Jackie and Chandra. This is true. Inseparable. Inseparable. Batman and. Robin. Now, could have could there have been a Batman without a Robin? But yeah. what, what could have there been a Robin without a Batman? No. There could be a Batman without a Robin, but there ain't no Robin without Batman. Batman. Scotty and Pippin. Oh. <laughs> Pinky and, the Brain, the brain right? Now, there could have been a brain without a pinky, but there wouldn't have been no pinky without that brain, right? (laughs) Ask your neighbor, are you pinky or the brain? (laughs) (laughs) Peanut butter and... Did you say ham? Peanut butter and... Oh, Lord, there's a difference of opinion in the room. (laughs) Jelly. I prefer peanut butter and honey, but peanut butter and jelly is the typical dynamic. So as we get get into the story we're about to read, I want to give you just a little disclaimer, okay? You can have hope without faith. You can. Many people have hope but don't have faith. But you absolutely can never have faith if you didn't first have hope. Okay? Hope is the foundation of faith. Hope is the basis upon which we build our faith. You can have hope without faith, but you cannot have faith without hope. Now, we're going to read some of Abraham's story today, right? Father Abraham. I wasn't going to do it, but y'all got me. I am one of them, and so are you. All right. Good job. I can tell who went to Sunday school. All right. Abraham, we say Abraham. Originally, his name was Abram and he his wife was named Sarai, okay? Come on say Abram, Abram. and Sarai. Sarai. Who knows where they lived? I love the name of the place where they lived. Er. You are. Everybody say er. Okay. Abram and Sarai lived in a region called Er, okay? Specifically in an area of Ur called Haran, okay? And Abram and Sarai were now, where we're about to read, and Abram was in his mid-70s, and Sarai was in her mid-60s, and they had never been able to have children, not because they didn't want to, but because Sarai was unable to conceive, okay? So Abram and Sarai, mid-70s and mid-60s, unable to conceive. Let's go to Genesis chapter 12. Tap on your neighbor's shoulder and tell him, it's time to dream. The Lord had said to Abram, leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. He didn't say, hey, Abram, go here. He didn't even tell him where he was going to go. He just told him, go, and as you go, then I'll show you. I don't know about you, but that causes slight anxiety in me. (laughs) I remember when we felt God was calling us to plant Encounter Church, and God said, go do it, and we didn't know where we were going. We just knew that we were going to do it. We even got a group of back then, really young people together who were on fire. Now they're almost young people. They're less than young people. We got together in our living room and we said, God's calling us to plant a church some in some big city. That's all we knew. We lived in a small town in New Mexico. All we knew was God was calling. We didn't know if that big city was D.C., Miami, Chicago, New York, or Atlanta. We just knew that God was calling us to do it. And when we said God's is calling us to do it, who wants to go? Twenty-two people said, I'll go. Okay? Even when we didn't yet know where we were going, I haven't praised them in a while. Let me praise them this morning. You know, now we've been here going on seven years, okay? We just passed our six-year anniversary. Some have lived here going, six and a half years, going on seven years. And, and, and now some have even lost their New Mexicanness. Caleb can't even eat spicy food anymore. I just told on him. But for those of you, I'm I'm saying this because I know most of you know this, this story, but many of you may not know this story because maybe you're newer to Encounter Church. We didn't know where we were going. We just knew God had called us to plant a church, and they all said, yes, let's go. And as we began to make plans to go, it was made clear where we were supposed to come. And now we call Cobb County home. And now Encounter Church is here. But I just want you to think. I want you to think how Abram must have felt. Like, I don't know about you, but I imagine he's like, Lord, go to it. I'm old. (laughs) You're never too old to obey God. Whew. You're never too young to obey God. And Abram, I'm sure he was very comfortable in Ur because his father's family, his relatives, it was what he was used to. He'd always been there. But, but let's keep reading. He said, God says, Go to the land that I will show you, I will make you into a great nation. I want you to just try to think what was going through Abram's mind. Me into a great nation. I don't even have any kids and I'm old, okay? I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families of the earth will be blessed through you. Through you, meaning your descendants. So Abram departed, as the Lord had instructed. And Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he left Haran. Let's jump forward to Genesis 15. Sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said, do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, Oh, sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? <laughs> Since you've given me no children, Eliezer of Damascus, a servant of, in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You've given me no descendants of my own, so one of my servants will be my heir. The Lord said to him, Nope. Your servant will not be your heir, for you will have a son of your own who will be your heir. Then the Lord took Abram outside in one of my favorite parts of the Bible. He said to them, look up into the sky. Abram obviously didn't live in Atlanta. Because he could have counted the stars in three seconds, right? But he was in the middle of a desert. Absolute darkness and Have you ever been somewhere where it's absolutely Totally dark at night and you can see like The whole galaxy yeah. you, 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 you You lose count In the first fourth quadrant Of the sky trying to count the stars Okay He he told him Look up into the sky and count the Stars if you can you can't That's How many descendants you'll have So many descendants, you won't even be able to count them. You're going to lose count of how many descendants you will have. He was 75 when he moved, and we just read that this was some years later. And the next verse says, and Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord counted him as righteous because of his what? Faith. Faith. Come on, tap somebody again and say. It's time to dream. Genesis seventeen. Start with verse one. When Abram was now ninety-nine years old. Which means Sarai would have been eighty-nine, okay. The Lord appeared to him and said, I'm El Shaddai, God Almighty. Oh, that's a lot right there. (laughs) I can do anything. That's who I am. That's what my name means. I can do anything. Serve me faithfully and live a blameless life. I'll make a covenant with you by which I'll guarantee to give you countless descendants. At this, Abram fell face down on the ground. Then God said to him, this is my covenant with you. I will make you the father of a multitude of nations. What's more, I'm changing your name. It'll no longer be Abram. Instead, you'll be called Abraham for you will be the father of many nations. That's what Abraham means. I will make you extremely fruitful your descendants will become many nations and kings will be among them I'll confirm my covenant with you and your descendants after you from generation to generation this is the everlasting covenant I will always be your God and the God of your descendants after you and I'll give you the entire land of Canaan where you now live as a foreigner to you and your descendants. It will be their possession forever and I'll be their God. Let's fast forward to verse 15. Then God said to Abraham regarding Sarai, the one who can't conceive, your wife, her name will no longer be Sarai. Parenthesis, God changed her name before she did conceive. Her name will no longer be Sarai, the one who can't conceive. From now on, her name will be Sarah. I will bless her and give you a son from her, from the one who can't conceive. Now her name literally means, okay, let's keep reading. I will, yes, I'll bless her richly, and she will become the mother of many nations. That's what her name signifies, mother of many nations. Kings of nations will be among her descendants and then Abraham and Sarah proceed to make a mess have you ever believed God can do what he says he can do but then you feel like you kind of need to help him out a little bit maybe it didn't happen in as fast as you think it should or the way you think it ought to Lord, let's do it this way. If you're going to do what you said you're going to do, this is what we need to do. What happened? Everybody, it's just one word. You can say it. If you've read the story, you know what happened. Ishmael, right? <laughs> I don't know if they got nervous or impatient or what, but there came a point When Abram, now Abraham and Sarai, now Sarah, okay, said, you know, maybe we need to help God out. God didn't need your help, my friend. The only thing he needs from you and from me is what Pastor Julian said. He needs our obedience. Okay. He needs us to believe him and to obey him. But... Abraham and Sarah said, Sarah said, listen, um, we want to help God out so maybe we can make sure that his name isn't like get a bad reputation. What if God didn't end up doing what he said he was gonna do? And we, we know God is good and he's real. We, we ought to help him out. We ought to, we ought to help him keep his promises. We ought to help the promise keeper keep his promises. <laughs> And, and, and Sarah's like well I have a servant Her name is Hagar And she can have babies So I'm going to give Hagar to you As another wife And you can have a son through her And he can be our heir right So They do the deed And Ishmael is born Now granted God loves Ishmael And God blesses Ishmael But he wasn't the promise Ishmael Represents our natural effort to try to bring about God's supernatural promises. And God sometimes will bless those natural efforts. God will even sometimes use our natural efforts. But the big promises are things that only almighty God, El Shaddai, can bring to pass. And it has everything and only to do with me believing it and obeying what he said to do. God never spoke to Sarah and said, give Abraham Hagar. She just thought it was a good idea, and he submitted to his wife. Pansy. I'm just kidding. Abraham was everything but a pansy. But he had a slight pansy moment. He could have said, Sarah, that's not what God said. God said you. Glad we're having fun with this. So God's like, (laughs) <laughs> All right, Ishmael. But no, it's not what I said. It's not what I said. I'll bless Ishmael. I'm going to make him into a great nation. But that is not what I said. We could read a lot of more details, but let's go to the, the fun part. Let's go to Genesis 21. The Lord kept his word. And did for Sarah exactly what he promised she became pregnant she gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age this happened at just the right time God had said it would and Abraham named their son Isaac come on somebody say faith and hope Hope and faith. I've preached about hope so many times and explained it in so many different ways. In one one series, I I, I taught you that hope is the belief that something good can still happen, right? Hope is the the belief something good. I, I still believe something good can happen, okay? That's part of what hope is. We did a whole series of teachings called Faith does right some of you were here for that faith does and we literally went through all of Hebrews 11 talking about all the things faith did okay but today I want to help you understand how hope and faith work together and how faith and hope work together and how hope and faith are a dynamic duo and how you can have hope and not have faith but you can never have faith if you don't have hope I don't know how many of you have ever heard of uh, Pastor Cesar Castellanos, but he uh, said something that changed my life when I was about 20 years old. actually wrote a whole book. This was the title of the book, Dream and You'll Win the World. Come on, turn to somebody and say, dream and you'll win the world. Some of you know who he is and some of you don't, and that's fine. And no matter what your opinion is on him, God did give him a strategy to build a church of 200,000 people in Bogotá, Colombia. Okay? Amazing move of God. I went there. Revival for real. Okay? But it all started with a dream. A dream. God told him, I'm going to use you to build a church of hundreds of thousands of people. I've explained hope many ways. I've explained faith in many different ways. But today, I want to drive this home. To hope is to dream. To hope is to dream. But faith doesn't stop with just dreaming. How many people dream? (laughs) To hope is to have a dream. Listen, most of us, if not all of us, daydream on a daily basis. You dream about something something that you hope for in the future right it's like a dream come on say to hope is to dream but we have to understand faith doesn't stop with the dreaming faith is this okay faith is to believe the dream speak the dream and act on the dream hope To have hope is to dream. But to have faith is to actually believe that dream, to speak that dream, and to act on that dream. To act as if that dream were becoming a reality. That's what faith is. Now, it's so important. If there's one... Phrase definition of what faith and hope are and how they work. It's this. Faith is the action of hope. Faith is the action of hope. You can have hope and dream 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 and 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 never act on that dream so you didn't have faith. I've done that many times. I've had many dreams and didn't do anything about it. But faith is the action of hope. That's why the Bible says that faith is the substance of things that we hope for. It's actually something visible and tangible. Faith is the action of hope. I'm going to say it in many different ways today because I really feel like this is going to sink into our hearts and grab a hold of our life. Hope is inside our heart and mind. But faith brings hope into the natural world. Hope is inside of our heart and our mind. But faith brings it into action, into view. Faith is to believe the dream, speak the dream, and act on the dream. First of all, what I'm about to say, we have to get this thing I'm about to say. If not, our faith, our hope, first of all, and then our faith will be off. You ever had wrong faith? You ever had hope that later you realize I shouldn't have hoped that? Whoo! You ever hoped something and acted on it and then got a result you didn't necessarily had hoped for? (laughs) Are you all ready for this? Hope is to dream, but where do we get the dream? Because I've, listen, I've met so many Christians. God said this. God said that the Lord spoke to me that I have this dream. I dreamed, literally, asleep dreamed. Okay? I feel like the Lord, this. I sense peace from the Lord (laughs) in that. It's very important where we get our dreams from. Abraham heard God speak. Abraham's dream came from the very word of God. But there are so many presumptuous people that think that everything that they feel is God. Let me be clear, and I'm sorry if this hurts anybody's feelings. It hurt mine when I first learned it. If you can't find it or back it up in the word of God that is written in the Bible, that thing you're dreaming is not God. The dreams of God can be found, discerned, qualified and disqualified by the written word of God. If I dream something and I'm hoping for something or I feel something and I can't line it up with what the word of God says, I need to put that dream in the trash. Send it back to dream to the sandman. Because that's probably where it came from. (laughs) Careful. Careful. How dare we think we know what God thinks if we don't know what he says. And so many religious people are lost and get this. They're going to end up in hell because they think they know what God thinks. I don't think God thinks that. I don't feel like God's like that. I don't feel like that's wrong or a sin. God didn't care about that. How dare I ever presume to know what God thinks unless I know what he's already said. He has revealed to us what he thinks. It's called the Bible. Come on, tell somebody it's called the Bible. How dare... Listen, how dare I think I can know the voice of the Holy Spirit if I don't know what the Bible says? Because you don't know what He sounds like if you don't know what the Bible says. The Holy Spirit's voice will be what the Bible says, or maybe not exactly what the Bible says, but it will go exactly in accordance with what the Bible says. I dare not think I know what God thinks. I know what he says. And because I know what he says, I know what he thinks. Therefore, I can know when I have hope in something, when I'm dreaming a dream, I can know if that was my dream, if it came from the sandman, if it came from wherever, or if it really truly came from God. I'm going to be able to find it or back it up in the word of God. Abram heard God literally, his word speak directly to him. Listen, I I know, I'm supposed to be giving my last point right here, and I don't have much left actually, but I can't move on from this. If, If you are not reading your Bible, you will be deceived. I don't care if you've been in church your whole life. If you don't read the Bible, you will be deceived by the devil. You'll be deceived by people. You'll be deceived by the news. You'll be deceived by your own feelings. Well, God made me this way. God made you the way it says in his word. Well, oh, God made me want that. He put that desire in my heart. Are you sure? Show me. I know I hold up an iPad as if it were a Does bi- anybody have a Bible? <laughs> Show me. Thank you. Show me. That's awfully old school and radical. You better believe it. Ain't nobody more old school than God. He created the school. If I don't, listen, I have read, the Bible from cover to cover at least a dozen times. I've read the New Testament from cover to cover at least 20 or 25 times. If I don't keep reading the Bible on a regular basis, I will be deceived. Because if you stop hearing him speak, you won't know what he sounds like anymore. You might be, I'm new to this whole, this is my first time in church. Let me just break it to you. Read the Bible from cover to cover and then do it again and then do it again and then do it again until you're 100 years old and you go to be with the one who wrote the Bible. If we don't hear God's word, if we don't read God's word, we are setting ourselves up to be destroyed by the devil. And the people get most deceived sometimes are the ones sitting in church. You need to hear the word of God preached on a regular basis. You need to be in church. I know sometimes we have to go out of town or we get sick, but if you're not out of town and if you're not sick, your butt needs to be in a seat on church every single week. If And I'm not saying that because I want our church to grow. Good Lord. I don't want you to go to hell, man. I don't want you to be deceived. I don't want the enemy to just have his way with you. But just being here, it won't cut it. We need, listen, if the only time you eat is Sunday, listen, by Tuesday, you're not healthy. unless you're fasting (laughs) if the only time I get the Word of God in me is when I come here and sit there twice a month I hope it's I hope it's more than that y'all listen I'm not downing I am NOT I'm not not, listen I am NOT singling out anybody but if the shoe fits (laughs) Did you know that the average American Christian goes to church twice a month? Twice a month. I'll I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. I'm not saying they're all going to hell. Don't get me wrong. Just listen. Bear with me. But they might. Why? Because it's so easy to be deceived. So easy. We are surrounded by deception on all sides. And if I don't get a hold of the truth and stand firm in it, I'll be deceived. How many are going to stand before him that day? Lord, I even healed sick people. I even cast out some devils. And the Lord's going to go, and who are you? I'm glad you knew those few things to do and you did those few things, but there were about 1,100 more chapters you ought to read and known me, known me through it. Do you have to read the Bible to get into heaven? No. But I guarantee you, you won't if you don't. it just just, that's just the way it is how how can you know him if you don't know him like (laughs) how can you know him if you don't know him like the only reason i know him is because i know what he says i know what his word says i have no plans whatsoever of preaching on this today but this is what the holy ghost is saying to his church you better get in your bible Brothers and sisters, I'd like to encourage and admonish you today to read the Word of God on a daily basis. Dear brethren, (laughs) see, faith, one thing we learn, we read it in Hebrews, okay, Faith, we're going to see it here in Romans 10. Faith, go ahead and put Romans 10. So then faith comes. Did, Did you get that? Faith doesn't just appear out of the air. Faith isn't a coincidence. All of a sudden, I woke up today just full of faith. I don't ever by coincidence just all of a sudden wake up full of Faith. In fact, faith leaks. Oh, yeah. You can be full of faith today and tomorrow. It's like, oh, I'm half empty already. Yeah. Well, I drank eight glasses of water today. Why am I thirsty to, de- to tomorrow? Well, hello, water has to come into your mouth to stay hydrated. Faith comes. It's not that faith came to me. It did come it did come at one point but faith comes this is so cool. This verse is so cool. All right, grammar lesson. Do you remember from I think 8th grade language arts present continuous tense or present progressive tense. It's when something happens and then keeps happening and happening and happening and happening and happening on a progressive continuous this literally says, so then faith comes and comes and comes and comes and comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing, and hearing by the word, the word of God. The Word of God. The Word of God. The Word of God. That whole verse right there is present continuous tense. I'm glad you had faith last year. But I bet you found out that 2019's faith won't work for 2020. Faith comes and comes and comes and comes and comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing the word, the word, the word, the word of God, of God, of God, of God. And if you stop. Hearing. It stops coming. That's why you had faith to be healed of this. But you're struggling with your faith to be healed of that. That's why I had faith to be free from that addiction. But I'm struggling with my faith to obey that command. Because faith has to keep coming and coming and coming. And the only way it's going to come is not by you working it up. Come on, faith, 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 faith doesn't even come by prayer, y'all. It doesn't. Faith doesn't come by prayer. Don't get me wrong, please pray. (laughs) Prayer is so important. In fact, your faith will feel very dry if you don't have a, a live prayer lifestyle. But faith doesn't come by praying a lot. Lord, give me more faith. You can cry out all you want. And he's going, Hunter, read my word more. Because the only way faith comes and keeps coming and keeps coming and keeps coming. Lift those Bibles up. Come on. The only way. Lift those phones up to the Lord. All right. The only way. Thank God for the Bible app, right? You really you literally saying I should read the Bible every single day? Do you read Sorry, do you drink water every single day? Do you go to the bathroom every single day? Do you eat every single day unless you're fasting? Why? To stay alive, healthy. See, where do we get the dream? Where did Abram and Sarah get the dream? From the word of God. God spoke to him. The word of God fills us with hope. And when we act on that hope that came from the word of God, we have. Oh, I'm going to say that again. Constantly consuming the word of God fills us with hope and when we act on that hope we have faith faith. are you hearing the voice of god are you reading his written word are you in church listening to the preached word of god are you listening to the voice of the holy spirit and lining it up with what the bible says then you can dream big huge impossible dreams like abraham and sarah And you can watch God actually bring them to pass by acting on those dreams. Just make sure, the main point I made today that wasn't even in my plans to be the main point of the day, is make sure that you get your dreams from God's word. Abraham and Sarah did it. We're almost done. Let's look at Hebrews. We're back to Hebrews 11. It was by faith. Faith. That Abraham obeyed when God called him to leave home and go to another land that God would give him as his inheritance. He went without knowing where he was going. And even when he reached the land God promised him, he lived there by Notice he's doing things by faith. <laughs> For he was like a foreigner living in tents, and so did Isaac and Jacob and all who inherited the same promise. Abraham was confidently looking forward to a city with eternal foundations, a city designed and built by God. It was by faith that even Sarah was able to have a child. Though she was barren, faith will make you able to do things you're unable to do. She was barren and was too old. She believed that God would keep his promise and listen Sarah struggled to believe but she still believed at one point she even laughed right and so a whole nation came from this one man who was as good as dead a nation with so many people that like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore there's the dream there's no way to count them I am one of them, and so are you. So let's just praise the Lord. Everybody needs to spend at least one day at kids' church. All right. Let me conclude it. We're going to bring it to a to a close here. Let's act on God's dreams. Don't just dream and dream and dream and dream and dream. Act on the dreams. Believe God's dreams. Believe God's word enough. Hope to actually act in faith. Let's let's put Listen, even the world gets this, y'all. Even the world take take God out of the equation for one second. Let's put action to our desires. I desire to lose weight. I desire to make X amount of money. And I'm not talking about God's dream. Those can be God's dreams, but I desire to have a great marriage. I desire to have godly children. I desire to have a great career. I desire. I There's no desire comes to pass without putting action into it. How many people die? How many people go to the, dream, to the grave full of dreams that were never realized? Full of desires that were never fulfilled. Let's put action to our desires. It starts with hope in our hearts, but it gets done by the action of our faith. And this is it. Are you ready? Uh, I'm in kid's church today. Ready? Got your bow and arrow. Are you ready? Hope identifies the target. Ready? Faith shoots the arrow. Hope identifies that. Hope articulates the dream. Hope is what I want to see. But faith, what good is a target with no arrow flying towards it? Hope identifies the target. And where do we find the target? Where do we find the dream? God's word. Hope identifies the target, but faith actually shoots the arrow. Faith does something about what we want to see happen. And listen, I I added this at the very end. But I don't want want us to overlook this verse in the gospel. Man, this was so profound to me. Look at what happened. Just look. Look at what Matthew 1.1 said. Everybody's favorite chapter is the genealogy. This is a record of the ancestors of Jesus the Messiah, a descendant of David and of Abraham. God. Dreaming God's dreams, hope, and acting upon those dreams, faith, can change history, can change the world. At the least, it'll change your life. (laughs) Do you have hope today? Because I know hopelessness is real. Do you even have hope today? Or are you hopeless? Do you still believe something good can happen? When I find myself beginning to feel hopeless, you know where I go? To the Word. And I fill my cup up with hope so that I can actually have something to act upon. But some of you today need hope. You need to remember what we were singing a few minutes ago. He is so good, so generous, so faithful, such an awesome God. The same yesterday, today, and forever. You can hope in Him. You can hope in His Word. You can hope in His promises. are you dreaming today according to God's word or have you let those dreams die or go to sleep some of you have gotten so disappointed and even bitter that you've just buried those dreams that maybe you once had of how maybe you thought God would move in your life or use you it's time to up to bring it back up, to undig it. Some of us need to go get new dreams from God's word, but listen, I feel this so strong by the Holy Spirit. You guys, I know it's time to be done, but I... (sighs) Some of you, God spoke to you years ago. And because you gave up acting on those hopes those dreams you just kind of buried them and tried to forget about them but I've experienced in my life that the Holy Spirit can in an instant bring dead dreams back to life he can bring them back to life just like that he can unbury them he can unearth them he can bring them back Do you have hope? The Holy Spirit is doing something very profound even as you sit there in your heart. We're going to have a chance in just a second to respond and let the Holy Spirit minister to us. But just right there in your seat, let Him do a supernatural work in your heart. Do you have hope today? Do you need hope today? Are you dreaming according to God's word today? What are you doing to move towards seeing those dreams come true?